Welcome to Pretty Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every other week I sit down with a stunning expert to talk all things beauty, skincare, hair care, self-care, and beyond. This week, we're going full glam with someone who I deeply admire, respect, and look up to, photographer and brand founder, Danessa Myricks. She's the force behind Danessa Myricks Beauty, and she is literally self-taught and one of the most incredible leaders in our industry. One of her palettes was my makeup pick of the week for our Pretty Curious premiere, and we are thrilled to have her joining us on the show today. She's all about using products in unconventional ways. Her goal is to create a beauty brand for everyone who feels unrepresented or unseen by the current beauty industry. If you cannot wait to hear that convo, head to the episode description for more info on how far to skip ahead. But first, it's time for a Get Ready With Me segment. How are you doing? How are you doing since we spoke last? I hope you're thriving. I hope you are getting into your life. I'm happy that we're in fall. This extreme heat in Texas has broken. I can hear myself think when I go outside. It's really been nice. Um, But let's get into our body care recommendation of the week. You guys, you know I love a bath soap. You love, you know I, I just, I love a bath. I quit smoking cigarettes by taking baths. I don't know if you know that about me, but it's true. Um, This company, Pure Soma, uh, this, they are a company that makes bath soaks. This one is called Digital Detox, just for the ASMR of it all. You can hear the like gorgeous, um, the gorgeous sea salts. It has a single origin French green clay, which is purifying and remineralizing. It also has hand harvested French gray sea salt, which is detoxifying and tension melting. Um, I love this company. They are a small company. Um, I've been using them for years. Your skin feels incredible after these baths. And it's just nice to have that reminder of like, I love their titles. It's like digital detox. Like turn your fucking phone off, take a bath, let your butthole relax. It's just... It's really nice. Get into it. I love Pure Soma. They're, they have so many different um, ones that you can choose from, but I do love Digital Detox. So this is my body care of the week. Skincare. Another one from Tatcha. I interviewed um, the founder of Tatcha years ago on Getting Curious. So I've been using her stuff for quite some time. This is their Indigo Overnight Repair Treatment. It's really thick. It's really occlusive. It's like very gorgeous and thick. Another thing about Tatcha that I love is their packaging. It just feels very luxurious. It's a nice experience. If you like a slugging type of vibe for your nighttime skincare, this is really beautiful. If you have very sensitive skin, this is really calming. I really like to use this when I have psoriasis outbreaks. Um, It really calms my shit down. The indigo is so healing. So this is our skincare pick of the week. I love Tatcha. I would also say, I know that they were sold a few years ago. And as someone who was a fan like before and after the sale, I've noticed that they're formulas have not changed. And a lot of times when a company gets sold, formulas can change. Um, There's a potential there for it to not retain the same integrity. And they really have. So good for them. Love Tatcha. Get it together. Makeup pick of the week. Gaga! House laps. Uh, We do have the same birthday. I know I've mentioned that a few times on the podcast, but just want to reiterate, we both are born on March 28th, which I just think is so interesting. Um, Y'all, this formula is stun. It's a glass bottle with a metal attachment on the top. The formula is so lightweight. The color match is pretty. I love House Labs. We love Gaga. She also is a big fan of putting skincare ingredients in her formulas. So I do really like her stuff because it's going to blend really seamlessly. It's going to apply nicely. It's a really nice formula. It's luxurious. I really like it. So that is one of my favorite foundations. Okay, hair care of the week. 
pre-wash scalp oil. I'm bringing out a Javian hair one for this. This is my favorite scalp oil of all time. We are going through seasonal changes. A lot of times people get dry, flaky scalps. Their hair can be a little bit dry from just all the summer, all the swimming, all the heat styling that you put your hair through this season. So love this pre-wash scalp oil. It has turmeric in it, which decongests the hair follicle. It also has rosemary extract, which helps to increase blood flow. So it's going to set your scalp up for really robust hair growth. Um, it also has bisabolol, which comes from chamomile. That's really powerfully anti-breakage. It also has neem oil in it, which has been used in Ayurvedic mixtures for over 5,000 years to help heal broken skin, weak skin. Um, neem oil is an incredible ingredient. So it also has our hemi squalene and our squalene. This is just a really beautiful formula. You put it on your skin scalp and you actually want to fill up the dropper and put it through your ends as well. Brush it through um, everywhere. Let it sit for 10 to 15 minutes and then you're going to wash out. So balancing, so nice. It's a really beautiful hair treatment as well. It's going to make your hair stronger, shinier, happier. Love pre-wash scalp oil. Use it all the time. It's why my hair is so shiny and so strong. I use it all the time. Love it before I wash every single week. So pre-wash scalp oil, if you have not tried it yet, get into it. It's so effective. And if you don't want to try mine, there are lots of other pre-poo treatments that you can try. I don't like their formulas as much, but you can give it a go. Get into a pre-poo treatment. It is so good for your hair. So that was my beauty recs of the week. Another thing I would say is that if you are having really dry hands or dry feet because of seasonal changes, do a really thick lotion and then put on socks on your hands and your feet and go to sleep. Keeps the moisturizer really close. It's like a little extra burst of moisture for really dry areas. So try that out. It's a really fun trick. I like it. Um, but now it's time for a listener question. We usually do listener questions later in the episode, but we wanted to put this one here for you so you could have a taste of what the full episodes are like. So I love a little switcheroo. So here's our voicemail. <laughs> voicemail question. Hi, my name is Julie, and my question is for beauty. Um, I will be getting a surgery soon, and um, I'll be getting a kidney transplant in the next three months and starting dialysis. My big concern is, is how I take care of my hair during this time process. Um, I don't know if you've gone over um, how to take care of your hair and skin during huge medical um, procedures, but that's something I'd love to learn about. I have had two kidney transplants. This will be my third one. I just want to know how I can feel better uh, self-care during this time, whether it be hair or skin care, because last time around, I remember it being very frustrating. If you have any tips, let me know. Again, this is Julie. Thank you. Julie, um, the power and the vulnerability of your question, thank you for asking it. Thank you for listening to Pretty Curious. We adore you. So, it says that you're, or you say that you're going to be getting your kidney transplant in the next three months. So I would use these next few months prior to the operation to kind of see what are the easiest styles and looks that you're going to be able to do. Um, I think obviously a really important thing when you're recovering is just making sure that things are like clean, like sanitary um, around you. And so I think, you know, if you're really not leaving your house um, and you're really just kind of recovering, I think when you get home from the hospital, like, Whenever you can take a shower safely, like let's do that. Like let's get the get the hospital off of you. And then I would say if you have any partner or um, a friend who could kind of help you, they do make these like portable shampoo bowls that you can put in like a sink. And then if you could put like a chair up against that, you could maybe like sit sit and like lay back into your sink so that you're not having to do it in the shower. Or you could also maybe for like 
if your doctor says it's okay, maybe you just like get a blow dry for like, you could like go to a salon, maybe like get your hair washed and just have them style your hair for the first couple weeks. So that's what I would do for hair. I would also take some time to get some silk scrunchies, some, some really loose fitting silk scrunchies so you can get your hair up and off your body um, and just either put it in a little braid or a little loose top bun to just get it out of your face and out of your way. So if you're just you're not hot or uncomfortable. Um, I would definitely suggest that. And then for your skin, I would say, um, I love these like wrist cuffs that LA Beautyologist makes. Um, We can include the link on this episode description, but they're these kind of like terry cloth uh, fabric wrist cuffs that you put on. So that way, instead of having to like take a whole shower, you could just wash your face at the sink without getting um, like water and foam everywhere from like washing your face. So and maybe just wash your face at the sink, um, do your skincare at the sink. Um, I would also imagine like maybe getting like a nice towel warmer would be nice. So you could have like hot towels so that you could do like a little hot towel on your face or do some like moisturizer on your hands and feet and cover them in a hot towel. That could feel really kind of nice doing like a little like at-home spa session as you recover. Um, and then also I would say as you go into recovering, like those blow dryer brush attachments, like either like the Dyson would probably be like the most expensive, like luxurious one. The shark is like half the price, but does a very similar thing. Um, and then there's like Conair ones that are like probably the most affordable, but it's like that like blow dryer round brush, like two in one that really makes your life so much easier blow drying than like, you know, having to hold a round brush and a blow dryer, like when it's all in one, it really is helpful. So I would invest in one of those two uh, for your recovery because it'll just make your life a lot easier. But Julie, thank you so much for your question. We adore you. So now that is all the time we have for our Pretty Curious segments. Without any further ado, let's get to our conversation with makeup artist, photographer, beauty brand founder, and all around makeup icon, Danessa Myricks. Danessa, thank you so much for coming. I'm pretty curious. I'm so excited to see you. Thanks for having me. I was lucky (laughs) enough, y'all, if just to give you a little bit of the background on Danessa and I's origin story uh, as a friend, as a friend couple. (laughs) So we met each other at like the Harvard Business School um, in this, I think it was in 2023. I think it was this Mm -hmm. year, which is a few Mm -hmm. months ago. Um, And prior to that, I had heard of you through my best friend. People know about her on the podcast because I talk about her a lot. Um, Her name is Patty. And she's been a huge fan of yours and has just loved you for a minute, like since Benefit, like for a minute. Um, And she worked with Cover (laughs) FX um, at Sephora for years um, as like like one of those people who's like not a beauty advisor, but like you're like a field rep, you know? So she was a field rep for Cover FX, but she's been singing your praises for years. And so that's how I first discovered you. But then tell Patty I love her. I will. I will. I will. And then we met at Harvard (laughs) and then we got to meet again at our Sephora, um, at like the Sephora summit, which was fun. But can you share with our people if they've been under a rock and they don't know about Danessa Myrick's beauty, who, because you are an icon in the beauty space with more than 20 years of experience as an artist and an educator. You're also self-taught, which I love because... It, it doesn't really matter how you learned, but when you are an expert in the way that you are an expert, the way that you excel mm-hmm. at makeup application and artistry is just so next level. So it's like, just teach me your ways. I am obsessed with the ways. <laughs> Will you tell us, in your words, what was the story of your beauty journey? Uh, for me, I like to say that I'm an accidental makeup artist, an accidental photographer, accidental product developer. I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but... You know, I was just at a point in my life where, um, let's just call it what it is, I was fired (laughs) from a job. Actually, everybody was fired. I was displaced from a corporate job that I had for a lot of years. And it happened to be a publishing company. 
and they published beauty magazines. And at that point, I was a nerdy girl in the corner, like doing the sales and marketing. I had nothing to do in the beauty space at all. I just loved watching the photo shoots, seeing like the makeup artists come in and create these amazing transformations, seeing how it affected the people who they worked on. And then, you know, we paid them at the end of the day. So for me, that was like the trifecta of amazingness, right? And so I just always, you know, celebrated it from the sidelines. Um, But when the owner came to me and said that we were closing, he told me first because I have two kids. I was a single mom, still am. And he was like, I just want you to get a head start. And for me, it was like, okay, there's no real good head start when you're (laughs) in that scenario. But I just, I was 30 years old at the time and I just kind of wanted to reimagine what my world looked like. I didn't love what I was doing. I was kind of like going through the motions. And so I just, you know, what was in front of me was beauty who I was aspiring to be like and how I wanted to aspire to make people feel was in this beauty space. So I just decided I'm a makeup artist. Honestly, I didn't even wear makeup at the time. I wore like blue eyeliner. Um, So the journey was a long one, but I'm a quick study. I'm also a Virgo. We know we're aggressively like particular and detailed. So I was like, I'm going to figure this thing out. And so I didn't even have makeup, but I just kind of was like, Word on the street says that there are a couple of makeup artists that are like, you know, the ones to watch, the ones to know. And it was Kevin Aquan and it was Sam Fine. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to try my best to be like them. And that literally, I just, you know, went on this campaign to like kind of immerse myself in their style and just, you know, their work in general. And that's how I taught myself back then in the Stone Ages. There was no like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. There was none of those things. So you either got apprentice or you figured it out on your own. So I was pretty much in the (laughs) figure it out on your own path. And I literally just played with the makeup I can get my hands on. I read the books. I closed my eyes. I imagined. I literally I was just putting makeup on myself. Until eventually I got an opportunity to to do something. I worked for free for like a year, to be quite honest, and just tempt while I was figuring it out. But when I figured it out, I figured it out. And then it was, you know, off to the races. I think most people know me from my presence in the the hair world. Believe it or not, I started my makeup career in the hair world. I would um, teach makeup at Bronner Brothers Hair Show. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Bronner Brothers, but that was my only connection to beauty at all. That's the only place where I saw beauty come to life because that magazine used to sell at that show. And so I, my whole perspective on makeup was really crafted in that space. And if you're familiar at all with the hair world, especially the Browner Brothers hair show world, it's very extravagant. It's very dynamic. So that's really where I got my perspective from. I didn't have a lot of money, obviously, when I started. So I had to get really creative with how I use product. So I would go to like Walgreens and buy 99 cents pencils, break them open, melt out the inside and use that all over face. It would be the eyeshadow. It would be the blush. It would be the lip. And I would pair like that that melted pencil with some inexpensive eyeshadows. And, and that's really how I learned you know, my my personal aesthetic on how to put color and texture together just came from like just discovering and playing because I had no frame of reference. I was just trying to figure out what can work and what can work consistently. And it's really how I built my makeup style and, and it's really how I develop how I see makeup. But just along the journey of teaching in these environments, I 
I made a few DVDs. Some people know me from the DVD world. Um, back when DVDs existed, I have a whole series of DVDs that I produced um, that sold all around the world. And those DVDs led me to brands who figured I was an expert because I had a DVD. And so they invited me to come and to help them, you know, make makeup. And I just kept saying yes, even if I didn't know how to do it. And through that, I journeyed through developing makeup for beauty supply stores to prestige brands. And I've had a whole long journey of doing that as well. Um, and all of that, that culmination of all of that brought me to the beginnings of Danessa Marks Beauty. Ah, oh, my God. The way, because <laughs> I mean, I think it's so interesting the way that like Kevin Aquan opened so many people's eyes, like making faces and face forward. Like, yes. And that scene, like it was because it was Sex in the City for me. Like that's like what I, like when he was yeah. like, with yes. this, like, like, that's what I was. I was like, who's that, honey? And like my little 13-year-old self, I was like, ah. So if you don't know Kevin Aquan, you must like Google him, learn his story because he's incredible. But I'm so great. That's another thing I will say thank you for Kevin Aquan for because RIP, we love him so much. But just for being an inspiration to someone who I think is just yeah. like such an inspiration. Like I just am obsessed with you. Yeah. So really, trial and error, a lot of self-believing in yourself, a lot of like mm -hmm. really, I think you said earlier, like closing your eyes and imagining. Like, yeah. you're, like that is some hardcore manifestation power that you have. <laughs> yeah. If you had to say like your beauty philosophy is blank. You're in an elevator. You're never going to see this person again. Or, or, or maybe you will, but it all depends on this elevator <laughs> pitch, honey. And, and they're like, and, and they're like, okay, and they're like, what do you do? And you're like, okay, well, I'm, like a, I'm a founder of a, of a stunning makeup company. I'm a makeup artist. What's like your elevator pitch approach to beauty? Our brand is all about beauty without boundaries. And when I say beauty without boundaries, it means a lot of things. There's no boundaries to who can participate. There were lots of rules. You must use this in this place. Use this first, this second, this third. Never do this. Don't do that. It's very frustrating for me. And I didn't really believe beauty to be that kind of space, especially because I'm somebody who um, grew up in the world of beauty not feeling included. And I know how that made me feel. So the biggest expression of our brand and the thing that we like to put forward is that everybody is welcome in our playground. And there's a story for everybody here. There's a ride for everybody to play on. And there's no rules here. This is boundless opportunity to just really play and be creative with makeup. So how does Danessa Myrick's beauty embody that philosophy as far as like your products and how you've like thought about approaching the formulation of your line? Yeah. So if you ever played with our products, you'll realize that they're, they do a million things. Um, they're all over face products. Like everything has multiple uses. We try and really develop everything consciously so that you can play. Right. So you're never going to see us say, here's a lipstick. Never. Right. We're going to create like a beautiful cream texture that works beautifully all over face like color fix. Right. So you could put it where you want it. If you want to paint the back of your ear with it, you go for it. Right. <laughs> I'm not telling you where to put it. I'm just letting you know every place where it can exist. Right. And then I'm going to teach you all the different ways that you can play with it. So um, the majority of our products are multi-use. Whether it's our color products or our complexion, you're going to hear like there's going to be a laundry list of the things that you can do with it. And so we lean very heavily into that. Oh. 
And then also, we want to tell everybody's story. So if you scroll on our page or if you look at any of our product pages on Sephora, you're going to see everybody there because we really want to lean into that messaging that this is for everybody. Yes. Um. Now, let's talk heroes of your life. Okay. So if people only try one of your products <sighs> uh, for, I know, what should it be? I think our flagship product, the product that really put us on the map, one of our earliest products that's still our number one selling product to date is Colorfix. And I think Colorfix really is like the grandest expression of what our brand represents because it's this multi-use, 24-hour long wear product that you can use anywhere on the face. Um, and it comes in a multitude of finishes, from mattes to creams to, to foils to glazes. You can, you can literally experiment over your entire face and even your hair if you want and your nails with this one product. And it really leans into that whole beauty without boundaries conversation. So that's also the first product we won a Best in Beauty Award for. Like, She's been a hero product since day one. Um, so Colorfix would be in the color category. And for complexion, I think the one that I'm the proudest of is Yummy Skin Blurring Balm Powder. Mm. Because that product really tells the story of multi-use in a really a big way. And it's not just specifically for pros, but for everyone. Anybody could pick it up and throw it on with their finger. It's the easiest to use, but there's so much science behind it. We were the first brand to use this this magic Swedish ingredient called Upsalite in yes! a hot pour. Yes. Did I stop? Yeah. No, this is like, I'm not trying to interrupt, but I just, you guys. This is like when you started talking about this, the first time I heard you talk about this, I was already goo-goo, but then, but then during this, because like we're really into rocks around here. We're really into like natural, cool like ingredient things mm -hmm. and you guys just like gird your fucking loins and like say goodbye <laughs> to your checking account because it's like you're well, it's not that it's like it, but you're just gonna want to buy every single thing because no because this story like this just just take it away again I'm so sorry to mean to jump down your throat but just no like, but I love that you love it because it's so I love it so much and you know I was working on this product for a long time because it really came, it was based on how I used to do makeup back in the day. I'm very hyper-focused on skin. And once I heard about it, I was like, I have to make it work. And at that point, nobody had ever used it in a formulation like we had designed. Ah. Upsilide is such a magical ingredient because... It has like the highest blurring index of anything in cosmetics. It's superior when it comes to pore refining. But what's amazing about it is that it's super porous. And like, just to give you an example of how porous it is, if you like sciencey stuff, if you can envision like a tennis court in your mind, the surface of a tennis court, like a gram of upsilite can absorb the surface area of a tennis court, oil and sweat. So if somebody's face is smaller than a tennis court, this product works for blurring, <laughs> for absorption of oil, for absorption of sweat. And also it's non-comedogenic. It doesn't go into the pores. It's too big to go into your pores. So anybody who's acne prone, they're going to freaking love this because it blurs away all the distractions so you can focus on what's real. That's what I like to say about this particular formula. And then so color fix mm -hmm. that. So like, is that like, is that like a three in one stick vibe? Like, is it like, is it like. No, it comes in a tube. It comes in a, a, a squeeze tube like this. So it's super hygienic. You just squeeze out a dot, like one dot, and you can do everything. You can do both your eyes, your cheeks, and your lips with one dot. So if you ever purchase a color fix, just put it in your will because, you know, you'll, you'll probably never get to the bottom of it. It's super efficient. And she's a hard worker. <laughs> Cream 
or shat or powder for eyeshadows and it's different for different people yeah for sure but if somebody gave me an option of which one i can use for the rest of my life 100 percent, it would be creams because creams are like they're so easy to blend and to move um cream shadows are similar to color fix that are long wearing if you're if you have hooded eyes if you have oily eyelids if you have issues with color staying on your lids or color fading you know though all of that gets erased when you use a cream creams are also amazing amplifiers so creams are more powerful than a shadow and that you can put down a cream first and then put your shadows on top to amplify color and also extend the wear of any of your shadows and also if you're somebody who's new to makeup or who's just not like um as savvy you know with powder shadows you get fallout if you guys don't know fallout's the powder like when it falls like underneath your eye when you're like applying the shadow you know, it's like it's like like the powder like like down here i really can, can i tell you patty told me for years to put my eyeshadow on and then my complexion mm-hmm. but i was like like for the fallout so that you're not getting like fallout all over your because if you do like your skin first and you're getting like all that like right like which i was like no i can't and then finally once i got it through my head to do my eyeballs first it really made things so much easier but you agree right like eyeballs first and then skin no but you know what i was like you especially when i first started doing makeup i needed to see the skin together first before i can even think about the eye and a lot of people are like that They, they they really would prefer to start with their skin first because it's just their mind can work around the process of what to add next afterwards. So I think you can do it either way. Um, the products that you're using do matter, but I tend to like to do the skin first. Because then you're saying it doesn't even matter because like you're not going to get fallout when it's a cream. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But let's say you wanted to do a powder and you wanted to do skin first, then would you just do like a bunch of translucent coating powder like underneath the eye to catch the fallout and then brush it off? Yeah, you for sure can do a little baking, just put a little powder underneath just to catch any falling shadow and dust it away. Okay, yeah. I have another cream question. I'm going totally off yeah. script now. I'm freaking out. I'm sorry. No, so, I, I'm obsessed with cream, so go What if it. you wanted to do your... Okay, so you guys, um, Danessa did this cool thing on Instagram where she was like showing this like con- like eye, like eye pu- like, like contouring thing like with like darker to lighter colors to make things look like lighter and bigger, which we'll get into. Yeah. What if you're trying to do that with creams? Like, do you need to, like, wait for one color of the cream to dry if you're then going to go put, like, another cream over the top of it? Or do you just need to be intentional about, like, doing, like, the darkest cream here and then, like, you know, like, the middle one, like, in the middle and the lighter, like, on the inside? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say, um, like, all creams aren't created equal, right? So you have some cream shadows that stay creamy, right? And then you have others, like, color fix that sets, Ooh. right? So if you're somebody who's concerned about movement and placement, I would just go for things that set. You don't have to think about it. Once it sets, you can build on top. But if you're using creams that stay creamy, once you put another cream on top of it, they kind of will mix together. It's not necessarily a building block. So if you have a cream that's like that, that doesn't actually set, you may want to just maybe use it as like one wash of color over the lid or, you know, be very strategic with your placement to your point. That's more like a highlight. If like, if it doesn't set. Yeah. Or like if you're going to smudge a smoky eye um, with it and use one color. Right. But anybody who has folds of skin or, or um, really strong brow bones or any like hooding, I recommend products that set. 
Because as soon as you open your eyes and you look around, things are going to start moving. And if you close your eyes to to wink at somebody, whatever, they're going to see all the stuff that's going on. But if you use if you use something that sets, it's going to stay looking beautiful all day. So with Color Fix, if I was going to layer Color Fix, I could do one, let it sit, and then do a different color of Color mm-hmm. Fix over it, let it set, yep. or even go with like a yep. powder over Color Fix, and that would be Absolutely. fine. Absolutely, you're a pro. Cool. Yeah, okay, so color <laughs> fix is cool as fuck. Okay, that's fun. Okay, so um, and then if people want like full Danessa Myricks glam, like they're like just really want like full glam, like what would they what would they get? Like not having to choose one or the other. Like what would you have them get? All right. Well, I would definitely um start with groundwork, defining neutrals, the one that you um. Uh, fell in love with because it's an all over face and literally you can smudge and layer and add your shadows, everything with this one palette to amplify it. If you want to just go balls to the wall and just have a little glitter and a little shimmer, you can um, add a color fix with that. Um, And for complexion, I would go with the yummy skin serum tint. If you like a very natural, fresh, but radiant finish to your skin, um, and if, if you want like more of a matte, natural matte finish, I would go with Yummy Skin Blurring Balm Powder. But you really don't need a lot of products if you're shopping Dennis Marx Beauty because they're multi-use. Okay, the way that you just broke me again, like I've only been using this <laughs> on my eyeballs, but I can use this. So I could do like sandstone on my like face. Oh, yeah. This is like lip liner, cheek contour. The The groundwork palette is really about lifting, shaping, and defining every area on the face. Your brows, it's a brow pomade. It's your shadow. It's your liner. You can even rim your waterline. It's your cheek contour. It's your bronzer. If your lip liner, it's everything. Let's talk about coverage and like what that spectrum is. Because, yeah. you know, for me personally, I like more of my skin to show through. I don't try to cover up my freckles. I like to see mm-hmm. some of that naturalness. Um, but if you're seeing coverage, like full coverage in your mind's eye, and tell me if I'm wrong, Danessa, yeah. full coverage would be like your Meredith Duxbury, like TikTok queen with like the 17 pumps of full coverage foundation, <laughs> like and just going full in willy nilly, like just drag queen full coverage, but into it. And then the other end would be like just skincare, like no coverage, like only skincare. There's a misconception that full coverage means you can't see your skin because there are full coverage formulas that give you the full coverage that you need, but they still look like skin, right? And so you can take a full coverage foundation, use a drop of it and mix it with your skincare. And now you've made a tint you've made something more medium coverage, right? So there are so many ways to play now. What's your favorite full coverage Danessa Myricks option that still looks like skin? Hmm. Okay, if you are, if you were going to be on TV or if you're like in a super hot and humid area or if you want something that's going to wear like waterproof, I say vision cream cover. All the queens love vision cream cover. Um and then if you like a dewy full coverage, like more juicy, more skincare infused, I would say the the Yummy Skin Serum Foundation. I am so, I'm Yummy Skin Serum Foundation. Someone text my assistant right now. <laughs> Do you have any tips or thoughts on like pitfalls of contouring or like 
Like when I see a like someone who has like really light roots, but then they go really dark, I'm like, oh, if you could yeah. only just like it's like just a floating root. Like, oh my god. Um, right. But like, like is is there like a version of that for contouring for you, or like if someone just is like their face, you're just like, baby, I just really wish I could tell you this one thing. There are so many interpretations on how to contour. And, you know, because of social, a lot of them are expressed in a very extreme way. I think the important thing to know is that any tone that's deeper than your skin tone can be used to shape. And so that's why I like to go back to that pulling concept. If you choose a foundation shade that's a shade deeper than your natural foundation shade and put that in the areas that you want to to slenderize or, or trim out, it's going to work, right? The face and all of its features will pull in the direction of the deeper shading. So as an example, whenever we want to like create like a cat eye, we basically want our eyes to pull outwards, right? So what do we do? We smolder something deeper than our skin tone at the outer corners of our eye, and it creates the illusion of pulling. Same thing with our brows. We deepen the shade of our brows, or we draw a line going in the direction that we want our face to be, right? Um, the face is always going to follow deeper shading, even with a lip line. Overlining the lips is simply the pulling concept. When you have a line that's deeper than your skin tone and you put it beyond your lip line, it pulls your lip up. Or the same thing at the bottom, it pulls it down. So if you just remember that the face is going to follow deeper shading, like a string. And so wherever you put that deeper shading, just imagine it as a string and your face is going to pull that way. Mm. And then lighter than your skin makes it right so whenever you shade an area lighter it's going to make it look larger and it's going to make it look more prominent um a fun fact is that our eyes will always see what shaded light is first it's just how the human eye works right so the idea of putting lighter shading in the places where you want people to focus on is almost like a, re a reverse optical illusion. Your eye sees what's lightest first. So you can actually create the shape of your face with lighter shading because we can't help it. That's just how the human eye works. Because if, uh, like a lot of people, you know, have narrow faces and they're looking at the general contouring guidelines in every TikTok video, and then they turn themselves into the planter's peanut. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> You know, every face is different. So I think just being strategic and focusing on your face shape. And if you're going to watch someone's techniques, just make sure that their face shape is similar to yours. The The further away the tone is from your skin tone, the more dramatic the effect is going to be, right? So you don't always have to go zero to 100. You know, everybody else has their safe space in between. So that's one thing. Yes. Okay. Sorry we're like slaying this so hard. <laughs> so the, some things that you said about Danessa Myers that I love is that it's for everyone. Everyone's welcome here. Mm -hmm. You didn't see yourself in the beauty space and you didn't see that representation. And so you made it. And the way that that mm -hmm. is so fearless and the way that you've been so successful in doing that, I just, it gives me so much I hate it when people call me inspirational, but it does give me inspiration. But then the thing about yours, it gives me the double extra inspiration is that like your formulas <laughs> work so well. Like the efficacy is off the charts. Thank like, you, my love. Is there any other like upslight like things that are like on the horizon, not like trying to like steal you? I want you to, if you got to keep the trade secrets, trade yeah, secrets, do we no, get it? No, it's funny that you say that because upslight is in that groundwork palette. Those powders, 
You, there's two textures in that palette. One is the velvet pomade, yes. and the second one is the the shape and uh, fix powders, and they're infused with upsolite because one of the number one issues with lids is that they need smoothing and oil control. And so there's upsolite in those powders. Like, I'm obsessed with the ingredient. And yes, I have a lot of magical ways that we're going to be using it in the future, but it's in there. <laughs> what? Do, how do you feel about like trends? Like, do you love a trend? Do you hate a trend? Do you think we're going to be seeing any big like winter trends or like big upcoming makeup things? You know, what's interesting for me about trends is that they're just things of old coming back around. But what I love about trends is that it gives people permission to play. So maybe there was something that was around all the time that they always wanted to try, but they didn't know how or they didn't see anybody doing it. And suddenly it's a trend, so it kind of gives people permission to go for it, right? So I love a trend for that reason because it it, it allows people to explore in ways they haven't before. Um, but I do see people really getting into uh, color way more than before. I, I see people getting... Um, into metallics and reflective, like uh, fun, um, way more than before, which is really exciting for me. And um, for a complexion, I see like this, um, this, this soft matte. Yeah, softer mattes are kind of coming back. Like it has been so dewy, 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 but now we're kind of like wanting yeah. a little bit of like a mattish moment. Right. We want to pull it back a little bit more, like somewhere in the middle. So that in between is what's resonating right now. Yes. Not too dewy, not too matte, just somewhere right in between. One more question that I just, a selfish question for someone I know. Huh? Um, what about? <laughs> Like, what about this whole baking thing? Like, if I have, like, like let's say that I've done, like, um, a yummy, like, the yummy skin, like, coverage. Like, what's the title? Yummy Skin Serum. Right. So you have the Yummy Skin Serum Foundation or, you yes. can, yeah, or the Yummy Skin Burning Balm, either one. Do you need to put, like a, like, a setting powder on afterwards? Or, like, what do you think about, like, setting powders for under eyes? What do you think about, like, setting sprays or mists? Does it depend on, like... If it's hot out or what do you think about like setting things? I think it's a lot of variables. It depends on your taste. It depends on your face. Like some people are just prone to creasing just because of the construction of their face. There are some people like underneath their eyes, it just has lots of lines. And so inherently, unless you set it, your product is going to settle in those lines and it's going, you're going to see the lines there. So like for me, like most times I'm not using powder. I'm only going to use it like if I need for my product to wear longer, like underneath my eyes. I want to stay, you know, like a nice semi-matte longer. Everyone's different, right? Not everybody is here for a dewy finish. And so setting that coverage, you know, powder is important for that. Depending on the climate, like setting your entire makeup is super important. Not everybody needs to bake. I don't think baking is necessary. Baking is taste, you know, baking is uh, also a look. Sometimes people are, are baking for extra brightening underneath their eye, but it's not necessarily a necessity. So setting, yes, baking is like taking your setting to another level where it's like amplifying um, the brightness underneath the eye as well. So that kind of leans into taste category. I just felt some of our listeners asking like, what's baking? Yeah, baking is like maybe taking powder on a, a puff and like pressing it underneath the eye, like a lot, like an 
excess amount of powder, like pressing it in underneath the eye, letting it sit for a while so it bakes in and it seeps into your foundation. It's like letting it cook. Yeah. And then you're dusting it away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right. Um, okay. Rapid fire round. Are you ready? Yes. It's the last segment. Okay. Okay. What do you think the holiday beauty gift of the year is going to be? Love. Oh. <laughs> but for, okay, outside of love, I would say Groundwork Defining Neutrals palette. Come on. Okay. What's it like to get ready and unready with Danessa Myricks? What are your skincare, makeup, and hair care go-tos? Ooh, for hair, I love like a, a, a lightweight oil. I'm definitely oiling every single night before bed and wrapping it with a scarf. Yes. Um, uh, love a hair serum. Um to remove makeup, I love uh, removing it with like an oil cleanser. Um, I'm loving like that Elemis Balm because it's just like super hydrating as I remove my makeup. Um, and my day-to-day getting ready, I'm a bomb powder girl. I'm like one minute in and out the door. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so good. Um, what's your go-to budget beauty recommendation? Mm, I would say um, pencils. You can win with a pencil. Grab a 99-cent pencil that is creamy, and you can go to town. Um, what's your, like, splurge recommendation? You want to treat yourself. Always treat yourself to skincare. I think that has the longest legs, yeah. Um, Must-keep-in-stock recommendation has never run out, will never run out. Color fix. <laughs> Come on. Um, slaying seconds or storage. Slaying, a new product that you're obsessed with right now. <laughs> the Lightwork 5 palette. Come on, Lightwork 5 palette. <laughs> Um, seconds, a product that deserves a comeback, but we haven't been thinking about it for a long time. Ooh. I mean, I love a black lip liner. Come Call on. Crazy. Like, okay. <laughs> I love it. And some storage, something that's had its day in the sun. Like if you see one more graphic eyeliner, it'll be too soon. Ooh, it's not about style. I would say sticky makeup. No need for it in this day and age. No need. Okay. <laughs> that's really, that's really, um, resonating. Um, What's an iconic look that inspires you to this day? 90s, all day. Like, we talked about Kevin Aquan, 90s look. Like, that's, like, all of those, using all those rich brown tones, those sculpting shady tones, smoldering the eye, like, overlying lips, deeper shaded lip, like, all day for the rest of my life. Just stick me in the 90s and I'll be happy. He was so ahead of his time. <laughs> What's yes. a recent beauty moment that stopped you in your tracks? Ooh, glue gun makeup. Okay, okay, okay. What's a beauty look that we've yet to see but absolutely need? This may be unconventional, but makeup without foundation. Like, it's okay just to do your eyes. If you're not a foundation person, go for it. Like, let your skin be, and you can still do a brow, do an eye, do a lip without makeup. Like, the undone. Like, undone skin. Why not? It's ours, and we can love and embrace it as it is. Mic drop? That was... So good. Um, <laughs> circling back to your professional makeup journey, this is our last thing. Yeah. What tips do you have for people that are looking to go pro? I love that. What I would say is if, if you have that desire in your heart, please know that it is possible. I think it's the easiest time now ever to lean into a makeup career because you literally can post something beautiful on social and be doing Doja Cat's makeup next week. That's the way the world is working right now. I will say educate yourself. I mean, your style, your aesthetic 
be you, copycat, don't worry, no need for it, but at least know like the fundamentals of like hygiene and safety so you can take really good care um, of your clients. But outside of that, be you, um, whether you see it or not, um, don't be afraid to show who you are and just how you want to express um, beauty. We need you. Okay. And then where are you the most active on social for people to follow along? If they're just obsessed with you like I am and they just want to like, <laughs> where do you want people following you? Where are you the most active? I'm the most active on Instagram, Danessa underscore Myricks. And I am learning my TikTok vibe. So slowly but surely, <laughs> I'm getting better at TikTok. So TikTok is hard. It, re- it really is hard. <laughs> Okay, but really quick, because it's like, I said it's like our last thing three times, but this really is our last thing. Okay, okay, okay. Just using groundwork, three seconds or less. Yes. I have no makeup on my face. Um, Can, can you, can, can, can snatch my face, tell me how to do just like three seconds, unless you don't want okay. to. Okay, no, pick a shade that's deeper than your skin tone. Decide whether you want to go warm or cool, because you can go either way. I think I want to go warm, and I'm thinking like, is like Mirage, would that be cool? Oh my God. So Mirage is, is not, it's kind of like in the middle, but it's going to give you some warmth and a little bit of bronze. You could take that shape Mirage, put your finger in it, tap into the velvet pomade and just smudge that over your entire lid, just like literally all over your lid on both sides, close to your lash line. Oh, it feels incredible, you guys. That texture is so easy to play with. And that's going to give you almost like a little baby smoky effect, like a natural smoky. Because it's close to your skin tone, right? Ready. You can use that same tone as like a bronzer. Look at this side and this side. Ah! And you could also use that uh, Mirage either to line your lips. You're not going to line your lips. But she's great as a, like a lip liner as well. Or if you want a nude lip. Ooh, a nude lip. And now you you did that Mirage, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to show you how easy to go smokier. You can just pick something like Bark. Or harvest, use your finger, but blend it closer to your lash line. Bark. So you still have a little bit of the mirage peeking through. So it's like go right at your lash line and then just smudge with your finger or a brush, just close to your lash line. So it's like the darkest tone is closest to your lashes. Oh. And just like that, you should have like a really easy, smudgy, smoky. You guys, this cream <laughs> is everything so it's like a velvet it's a pomade that that has a powdery finish yes so it makes yeah so it makes it super easy it's not wet you still look matte and smoky look at my face can you tell the difference on that <laughs> camera it looks really different I on can, my phone i can see this yeah i can see the smolder on your eyes for sure <laughs> i love you so much i love you danessa thank you so much for coming on pretty curious we love you so much thank you for coming on let's do this a hundred times i love you anytime i love you too danessa <laughs> yay You've been listening to Pretty Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. And you can follow us on Instagram at Curious with JVN. Pretty Curious drops every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tune in next Monday for an episode of Curious Now and every Wednesday for Getting Curious. But you still can't get enough, Queen? I feel you. You can subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JVN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Our theme music is also composed by Nathaniel McClure. Pretty Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, Chris McClure, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall.